Welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week, I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. My aim is that these 15-minute conversations twice a week give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, today I want to talk about avocados. What is it about avocados that make them the big hit of the last decade? And what more needs to be done to grow avocado sales around the world? In fact, are there any clouds on the horizon for the avocado business? It's great to be joined on Fruitbox today by Monica Bratuti of Turner's International, the New Zealand-owned fresh produce marketing business. Monica, hi, welcome to Fruitbox. Hi, Chris, how are you? Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Now, Monica, you're from Mexico, a very proud Mexican too, and avocados have been, you know, they're in your blood. They were part of your childhood growing up in Mexico, and they're now part of your day-to-day life as a businesswoman who buys and sells them around the world. So what's so special about avocados, and why do you like them so much? Do you have a favourite way that you like to prepare them? Because you describe it very, very well. It, it is in our blood. It is in my blood. Avocados, uh, for us in Mexico, is part of our identity. That is why it's very, very special for us. Um, we feel very proud of it and, and in many ways that we use the avocado. What's special? Well, it's not only that, that it's a healthy fruit, but it's also a very generous fruit that allows to never stop learning new ways to eat it, drink it, or use it. Um, For me, guacamole is definitely one of my top favorite ways to eat avocado. It's so easy to prepare, um, and it will always make you look good if you had to impress your guests, you know, with a healthy snack. And quite often, I enjoy having also like one or two avocado tacos, you know, when I'm rushing, when I'm running, you know, from one place to another, um, for busy days, uh, I grill a soft corn tortilla and then I add a few slices of fresh avocado in it with a few drops of lemon and a little bit of salt. And that's, that would do it for a few hours for me. It gives me a lot of energy and, and it's delicious and it's, and it's so simple and exquisite. So yeah, those are my top favorite ways to, to do eat. You, do you eat them every day? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, growing up in, in Mexico, um, salad is, my mom used to prepare a salad before the main meal. Um, the main meal in Mexico is around two or three in the afternoon. Uh-huh. And prior to the main meal, my mom would prepare a salad with iceberg lettuce, tomato, uh, and avocado was always in the salad. So, you know, growing up, you, I never thought that avocado was going to become such a trendy and popular product that became, you know, a luxury, you know, and, and we, we, we took avocado for granted growing up. I mean, you just thought it was part of the daily life and really didn't think of it as a, as a commodity of, of luxury, really, as it is right now in, in many parts of the world. Uh-huh. So, yes, but I, I, I love it and I eat it daily. And a lot of your time as a, as a businesswoman is buying and selling avocados, and it must be really great to be, you know, such a great enthusiast for the product that you have to market. The thing that struck me when I went to Mexico was that avocados are used in so many different ways. You mentioned that a moment ago. I mean, they taste great in soup, and I never realized that you could put them in soups, for example. Um, do you think that the rest of the world needs to learn new ways to eat and enjoy avocados? It can't all just be about kind of avocado on sourdough toast, can it? Definitely, Chris. I think um, 
And, and, and going back to the soup, I think you're probably referring to the tortilla soup, which has mm. cubes of fresh avocados, which mm -hmm. is also one of my favorite ways to eat avocado. Uh, yes, Chris, the world needs to learn new many ways to eat, drink, and, and use avocado. It's not only a great um, opportunity for business, but uh, learning new ways to use avocado opens up a world of health and enjoyable possibilities. You know, I recall... Um, I had a very interesting story, funny story, uh, my first trip to Thailand. Uh, and as I was walking in the middle of the street produce market, in one of the back streets there um, in Bangkok, um, I saw two ladies selling avocados and I got closer to them and with, they spoke very, very little, a few words in English, but we managed to communicate. I was very curious to understand how is that they eat avocados in Thailand. Uh, Long story short, I, I was showing them a video how to make guacamole uh, using one of the you know, uh, easy ways to make guacamole. And they were shocked to see it. And they were so interested. They were taking notes. They were so excited because many of the ingredients that you use to prepare guacamole is part of the basic cuisine in Thailand. Uh, so, you know, I just thought if, if, if all the people who knew different ways to prepare, uh, you know, and eat to prepare avocado, you know, it opens up many, many possibilities. You basically created a new commodity. Mm. Now, you mentioned a couple you know? of times already that uh, you drink avocado. How do you do that? Is that the, the famous avocado shower, which I once had, which is pisco with avocado? Or is it <laughs> you're drinking? Actually, actually, the first time that I heard of avocado being, you know, in drinks was in Asia. Uh, one of the first things that I learned about how they they consume avocados in Asia is they they blend it into some sort of smoothies. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know I tried drinks um, that they prepare in China, for example, with avocado. I was quite shocked to see that. But yeah, I mean, and and now in Mexico they also do smoothies with with avocado, or sometimes they, you know use avocado for popsicles, um, you know, frozen popsicles. So, you know, there's so many, many ways to, to, to eat avocado. I mean, and I'm sure there's so many other ways that I don't know personally, you know, but uh, what shocks me, you know, for me, it's, it's more like eating um, product in salads or sandwiches or, or, you know, guacamole definitely is a key one for me. Now, now the other thing that, that you and I know about avocados uh, is that there are a great many more varieties than just the Hass avocado that we see everywhere. And, and even for Hass, again, another thing I learned in Mexico is that there are kind of many different types of Hass. So do you think that, that we need to do more to bring uh, to consumers new tastes in avocados? I mean, new varieties as well. And are your customers already asking for variety and difference in the avocados that they buy from you? Yes, Chris, customers are always looking for new things and they want to be the first ones bringing new, you know, products to the market. Um, one of the avocados that in my view are delicious is the Criollo avocado. I don't know if you have ever come across this, this avocado in Mexico. It's a uh, the, the shape of this avocado is quite oval, very similar to the shepherd variety here in Australia. It's much thinner and longer, and it has a very thin black skin that you can eat. So uh, I remember having a meeting with some of my customers in, in Singapore, and I was showing them this avocado. I was explaining to them 
you know, how delicious this avocado is. And they were so, so interested in getting some sample in Singapore. And, and when I started investigating more about the production of this avocado, I find out that the production is not very consistent. The volume is, is not large. The avocado will not be able to travel very well. Uh, but the interest is there to learn and, and, and you know, and experience different, different types of, of, uh, of avocados. The green skin avocados is also quite popular. I mean, um, when I moved to, when, as you know, Chris, I live in, in Australia and, and the Shepard variety, you know, I came across here is quite delicious and, and quite popular as well in Southeast Asia. Um, so yeah, customers are always looking for, for new varieties, for, for new options to, to, you know, to add value to their businesses. Mm -hmm. You, you mentioned Singapore. Um, large parts of the world are now just getting to, to eat avocados and discover avocados. They were introduced into China a few years ago. India is now, Indians are now uh, uh, discovering them. Which of the other markets do you think where you see big potential for, for growth in avocado sales? Um, definitely Southeast Asia and the Middle East. Russia is becoming also a very interesting market for avocados more and more. A lot of the avocados that go into Russia go, um, they first go to Holland and then exporters out of Holland export them into, into Russia. Mm -hmm. But if you take in consideration the large population of China and India, I think those two markets are quite important markets for the, for the avocados and for the future of the avocados, um, you know, sales. Um, as you know, you know, India can import avocados now from Peru, for example, you know, so it's quite interesting. I'm very looking forward to see what's, what that market is going to bring to, to the avocado business. Now, a few years ago, the big problem for avocados that we all faced was this issue of ripeness. Um, you could never be sure if you bought an avocado when it was ready to eat, and sometimes you opened it and it, it was too far gone. Now, that problem seems to have largely been solved by, um, you know, the application of these wonderful ripening what, what are the other challenges, though, that uh, you think are perhaps holding back sales of avocados today? Well, I guess knowing when the avocado is ready to be used uh, for whichever use you want to give uh, is still a challenge nowadays, um, Chris. In many parts of the world, you know, every business involved with avocados have the infrastructure for, like, ripening rooms, for example, or, or even lack of cold storage facilities. And for those companies handling the avocados at the right temperature, you know, to have successful ripening process is a full-time job and, no, and not an easy one. So I will still list that as a major problem in the industry right now because not everybody has the 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 resources to, to handle it the best way possible. But um, uh, sometimes uh, during the year, there's a lot of avocados in the market mm. and that, that creates this uh, collapse in the market that, that, you know, it's very difficult to move large uh, volumes of avocado when there's so many countries producing at the same time. And then, you know, obviously, the whole industry suffers, the whole industry suffers. I mean, right now, for example, we have hundreds and hundreds of avocados shipments coming from Peru into, into Europe, combined with Kenya, and you have a, you know, a couple other countries uh, at the same time also sending avocados to Europe. So it creates uh, difficult days for everyone involved with the avocado business. Um, that's why it's important to have communication between you know, the growers, packers, and customers. Uh, to keep that information going the best way possible. Like, I think, uh, and also temperature control, uh, consistency, you know, in, in, in moving avocados from point A to point B, there's so much 
um, that you cannot control. And a lot of that has to do it also with temperature control. So yeah, I, I mean, those are the problems that I face quite often in, in the industry. Mm-hmm. It sounds low that um, the avocado business, it needs to focus on, on actually growing uh, consumption of avocados that we need to eat more of, of them. Um, what do you think are the other two or three things that you think the avocado business needs to focus on in the next several years? Is it about this issue of consistency and quality, about continuity in supply? Is it a, is it a question about, um, as it were, the market price or getting the price right so that the grower makes money and, and, uh, and, and, and the market demand is allowed to increase? What are the big challenges, do you think, facing the avocado business in the next few years? I think Chris is definitely consumer education. You know, when when you educate uh, the consumer, you 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 basically creating a new commodity. And the same avocado that used to be used for one thing now you can use it for two or three other things. So you will not be facing this problem. So having too many avocados in the market because there's only one way to be used, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Consistency in the production is key. I mean, you have emerging countries producing avocados like Kenya uh, or Colombia and, you know, getting to the speed of, you know, having consistency with their production um, is, 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 is very challenging. You know, it's, it's a very uh, expensive investment and it's a long-term investment as well. And, you know, you were saying price, of course, that is all linked to, to, to price. Um, Definitely, there are some times in the year where the, the avocados are very, very expensive, um, and there's a lot of explanations for this. But uh, having the consistency in the production and having the transparency in, in the industry and uh, will be key for, for, for more consistency in the prices as well as a whole. Um, it will be great that countries that produce avocados work uh, closer together, uh, there's a lot of information that if all the countries that produce avocado get together and work together towards the, the, the consumer education, there's much more that can be achieved rather than competing to each other, in my view. Monica, that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. Uh, I was joined down the line today from Australia by Monica Bratuti of Turner's International. So lovely to talk to you again, Monica. Thank you for coming on the show, and I'll leave you to go enjoy your avocados this evening. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. Okay. Now, you can find today's conversation with Monica and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. They can also be found on all the major podcast platforms. As you know, just search for the word Fruitbox. Our audience, as I say every week, continues to grow, and it's great that so many of you are listening in. If you want to feature in a future episode of Fruitbox, then do drop me a line at chris at fruitnet.com. If Monica's aroused your interest in the avocado market, then do keep your eyes uh, peeled for our Fresh Focus Avocado special that we're bringing out in July. Uh, Get in touch with us uh, if you'd like to feature in this special too. You can also read about avocados and more uh, on our smartphone and tablet apps, available now via the App Store and via Google Play. And as I've said uh, each and every week, they've been developed by the same people behind The Economist, another great magazine. So do go and have a look. I'm sure you'd uh, like them. Uh, And uh, last but not least, uh, eat more avocados. That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.